heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Hour two, it's back with you, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. And uh, check out Currency for sure for all your uh, equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, and the professor Bill Dolman in his office. Someday we are going to see a tweed jacket with patches on the elbows, uh, but but not today. Uh, Billy D, good to spend time with you. How are you? I'm doing well. I am uh, hunkered down in a nice, warm office, uh, courtesy of the University of Nebraska, so I don't have to jack up my heat at home, and I can save a little money on my energy bill. That's the way to go. Whatever works, uh, and (laughs) good on you. I I won't ask your uh, in-office temperature, but... Well, but Shaggy's probably at home freezing his tail off. No, he does whatever he wants to do. He's good. He's okay. on the he's on the couch right now, uh, rocking Netflix. Uh, that's what Shags yeah, is doing. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh So, Bill, uh, question uh, for you. We'll get this out of the way first. You got to you got to pick uh, the greatest ever. All sports. When it comes to Nebraska, and you are picking who? Coaching specific. Coaching. I was getting there, but coaching. Best coaches in Nebraska history. Doesn't matter the sport. Uh, well, I, I think you probably have to put Bill Straub right there at the top of the list. I mean, the guy won 10 national championships and made a living in bowling. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Tennis coaches, golf coaches, bowling coaches. And you make a living at it? That's pretty good, right? It's a great point, uh, You know, great coaches hire good coaches and make them great coaches. Uh, you know, you, you have to, you know, you have to put Devaney up there because without him, none of this really exists. Right. You know, uh, if you want to get into the X's and O's and the motivational, you know, you, you know, Tom has to be there, obviously. But without Devaney coming here and believing in what Nebraska could be, uh, and not just as a football coach, but when he took over as athletic director, there's there's no question that Devaney's importance to the the state of Nebraska is <laughs> is almost in, incalculable, and then to develop Tom Osborne as a coach, 
and allow Tom to grow into that role over what ten years. And you no, know, Tom became the Tom became the offensive coordinator for Bob. You know, right at a time when you know Bob was having a couple of down years, and you know through Tom's offense, Nebraska wins a couple of national titles, and then it was time for you know Bob to step aside and take over the AD job. And and Tom goes, you know, I I, I suppose you know it, Tom has to be has to be there because he was there for all of it, right? Hmm. Devaney took over sixty years ago this month. Oh wow! Started in January, but not official until February of '62. So sixty years ago, sixty-one years ago this month, you know, Devaney came to Nebraska, hired Tom shortly thereafter as an athletic director. I think Bob Devaney is one of the greatest athletic directors in the history of collegiate athletics, and we'll never, ever get that due. But I firmly believe that. When you look at who all he hired and all the sports that he hired, and then you have to throw in Terry Pettit. And Terry Pettit has to be up there. And, you know, I love John Cook, and there's no better, you know, coach right now in the contemporary sense than John Cook maybe at any sport anywhere right now in the country, uh, despite the fact that he's north of 60. But Terry Pettit, when he got hired in 77 by Bob Devaney to get this program off the ground, had enough vision to come from, what was it, you know, someplace in Indiana and thinking, well, let's give this a shot. He sold the program, built the program, and did it by, you know, finding local, regional, great athletes, track and field, basketball, multi-sport athletes, and did not care that you had to go to California to get them. He, he built it here. And Nebraska has the greatest volleyball program in the world, um, thanks to Terry Pettit, who hired a kid named John Cook, developed him into a great coach who went on to develop a Final Four National Championship caliber program at Wisconsin. And I still think this is the most, I can't say unbelievable because it happened, amazing things to, to hire John Cook back from a national championship caliber program that he built to come back to Nebraska as an assistant coach. I mean, that to me is just absolutely amazing and mind boggling. And I don't think people really fully comprehend how, how that is. He, he, John Cook built Wisconsin and laid the foundation for what they're doing today, but he left it behind to become an assistant coach to Terry Pettit. So, uh, you know, I love John, but I, I think because of what Terry Pettit built and his vision for what it could be and when it was time for him to step down and to convince John to come back, I put Terry Pettit ahead of John Cook in that regard. What a And then well Francis Allen, come on, Francis Allen, eight national championships, seven times a runner-up. Um, that's an amazing record, too. And, and he was so good, the NCAA killed his sport. Jeez. What what a just a well thought out comprehensive answer there from Bill. We put him right. on the spot with that, and he came ready. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Bill, Bill had a take on it, and similar. <laughs> you got to go, Bob, because Nebraska is Nebraska because of Devaney, and yeah, yeah, you hired incredible guys to not only maintain but in some instances exceed what you've done from a championship standpoint, but. No, that, that, that list is money. Uh, who is better at their Joe Pesci impersonation uh, in the desert in Casino? Danny Nee or Bob Devaney when it came to the art of swearing? Oh, well, I think, I think Danny Nee is, is one. 
two, three, and four. Maybe Devaney cracks the top five. But I don't. I think Bob was much more artful with it. I don't be, remember Bob, you know, being much more than a, you know uh, an Irish swear. Okay. Uh, Danny, you know, Danny Streets of New York. Come on. Um, only Frank Martin has topped him in any practice that I ever heard. And, you know, Danny was, you know, a second language that somehow melded together with English. And it was, you know, really kind of an art form. Well, and, and that, that reminds me of what we heard from the I'll late tell you great who was Mike bad Leach. at it, and that's Tom Osborne. Well, yeah, that's a great point. But Mike Leach said there is an art to it. There's some people just have it the way that it's able to flow off the, the, the tip yeah. of the tongue and, and sound good and sound fitting. That, that's yeah. another great answer from Bill Dolman. He's bringing it today. So. Yeah, Reaction to, to today's presser and this uh, achievement that'll happen in August with the sellout streak finding its way and continuing in Nebraska, but the setting the, the sellout record for Nebraska uh, in volleyball. Uh, this is really, really pretty awesome. And I look at it not only as a, as a nod, but also uh, a big-time tribute to Coach Cook. I mean, this is really this is fantastic. I don't know what, what his timeline is, but between what, what they wanted to do last year and what they have in the cupboard and then kicking it off with this, I mean, that's got to fire him up for another season. Yeah, it is a tribute to John Cook, no question. But I, I got to go back to Terry Pettit, though. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry had the, had the vision to sell volleyball to the state of Nebraska and give, you know, coaches who probably didn't know the sport all that well, maybe Steve Morgan out of Ogallala did, but – um, you know, and the folks at Papillion and Lincoln Northeast that had some great teams. Um, but he went around and said, I need your help to do this. And by doing that, created the interest in those in those small towns to get girls to come out to play the sport that really wasn't established yet in the late 1970s. And then going to Nebraska ETV and saying, you know, put this product on. I guarantee you, you'll have a good show. So, yeah, what John Cook has done over the last two decades, yeah, this is a tribute to that. But without Terry Pettit going around the state and saying, I, I need you to buy in with me here and let's do this together. And what you'll see, you know, whether yeah, I'm, I'm amused by, well, what, what music act are they going to have to fill the stadium? The question is, what music act is going to benefit from the fact that there will be 40 or 50,000 or more people at a stadium to watch a volleyball match? And, oh, by the way, we'll stick around. OK, Garth Brooks can sell it out. Maybe the Swifties could sell it out. But people are going to go because it's Nebraska volleyball. And this is a call to arms. And without Terry going around the state and getting those those athletic programs to buy in and sell it to those kids that this could be you. Not it's not just a boy state for football, but girls are going to have an opportunity to compete at the highest level. And it's not just volleyball, but basketball and track and field. And don't you know, forget to throw Gary Pepin into that conversation. But I think this is a testament to Terry Pettit's vision of what volleyball could be in this small state in the center of the country that it's not just for California and Texas. You know, and and you will have a lot of club teams. They'll sell tickets to club teams. It all it'll be reasonable. So you will see uh, a. a tens of thousands of people so congratulations john cook deserves everything that go, comes his way and i don't think he he'll forget you know where this all began it's what attracted him from san diego so many years ago 
Bill, what do you think about volleyball resounds so much with the state of Nebraska? It's not just Lincoln and Omaha, not just the metro areas. This goes as far as the Nebraska panhandle that the love of volleyball extends to. So what do you think about volleyball is just so special to the state of Nebraska? It's more than just the fact that you have a winning team. There's been a lot of winning teams in Nebraska, but there's something about volleyball that seems to just stick with Nebraskans. Well, what do you think that is? I, I think that when people, it's what we talk about with football and any other Nebraska sport, you know, I, Nebraska people can identify when you are giving the best effort, when you're working hard and you are competing hard. And volleyball is one of my favorite sports to call. It was my niche into the broadcasting business, but it is graceful. It is athletic. It is intense. It is dramatic. And when people watch young girls, high school girls and women at the University of Nebraska play, they're watching, you know, pure uh, all out effort. And I think that those athletes give that effort a from within themselves to succeed, but also because they, there's a genuine appreciation for the appreciation that fans have for that kind of effort. Nebraska people love hardworking, honest folks. And I think when you watch women's volleyball, you're getting a, hardworking athletes who are giving an honest effort and they can appreciate that. It's pretty simple, I think. And they're successful. Bill Dolman's with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio at Bill Dolman's where you find him on Twitter talking a lot of volleyball and the press conference today. Bill, going to switch gears up and uh, discuss Russell Wilson, your stomping grounds, Denver. We bring that up to go volleyball and, uh, now to the NFL, you, you have your ear in Denver. Uh, what, what a mess uh, year one was, clearly on the field. But uh, the uh, behind-the-curtain story, at least from The Athletic and parts of ESPN.com, paint uh, a really tough picture. Did we lose Bill? I see no, Bill. No, you lost me. That, the problem was you lost me, and, uh, and Bill probably missed the second half of that question. Okay, Russell Wilson, can he get fixed? Can he be coachable? Well, well, first of all, Elijah gets on the promos, and now we're starting to have some problems. So, okay, whatever. (laughs) All of a sudden, new radio station, Elijah's in the promos. Now he can start to slack off. Okay. Mm. Uh, Look... You know, I, 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 I'm somewhat thankful that I'm no longer around the drama of Denver in, in that regard, but I do have folks out there that, that still communicate every now and then, and I do follow a few things. Last year was just a total disaster. I don't put that necessarily on Russell Wilson, although people think he's kind of flaky. But I just think that there was such dysfunction in the way that in who they brought in with Nathaniel Hackett, they should have gone with the Dallas defensive coordinator. That would have been the the better hire. Um he was not prepared for that job. Wilson was not prepared. They didn't have the team around him for him to succeed. He was terrible, but I think it just was bad to start, and it got worse. I think everybody just lost confidence. And they, and I don't know why Russell Wilson has all of a sudden become the NFL punching bag. But now, now to talk about fake. him in Seattle, that he was trying to get Pete Carroll and Gary Schneider you know, fired, all of a sudden Wilson is like the, is the new Tim Tebow target. And and I don't quite understand why that is, other than the fact he was terrible last year in Denver, but Denver was terrible last year, evidenced by the fact you fired a coach with four games left to go in the season. 
So I think the, I don't think you can put Denver's all of their problems on what Wilson did last year. And now he's got the coach that if he didn't want him fired in Seattle, he's got the coach that apparently he wanted there in Sean Payton. And now he's got a new uh, quarterback coach in Davis Webb, who they signed away from what the, the the Giants active roster to become the quarterback coach with the Broncos. He played last year. That's crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. He started the last game of the season. Yep. Yep. Well, Davis Webb, here's your office. Yeah. It used to be Russ's. And we talk about Garrett <laughs> McGuire being young. This guy is coaching a quarterback who is five years older than him. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, let's see if he's coachable. Well, good thing Russ has got his private quarterback's coach anyway to handle all that. <laughs> at, at a distance. Right. At a distance now. Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, and, of course, the professor, Billy D, we'll, uh, we'll bump into you here down the road. A lot of things coming up here. Spring football around the corner. Uh, recruiting, of course, I know your favorite. And uh, yes, for sure, uh, state basketball here gets rolling next week. And Sparty comes to town. We'll see how Nebraska handles Minnesota tomorrow. And dinner at Rosie's, right? Yes, dinner at Rosie's. Uh, we will have a Bill Dolman sighting and a uh, empty can of Guinness and a full glass of Guinness at, uh, at Rosie's. All right, and after that, after that uh, dropout earlier in the segment, I'm going to go check on Elijah's uh, degree to see if that was actually signed. Oh wow! And maybe he's got to come back to class. I'll send you a picture tonight. It's it's still in my room. I haven't hung it up or anything. I don't care enough. <laughs> Mine's in a box. I was going to say mine's just sitting like I think on a desk somewhere in my room. Uh-huh. Bill, appreciate you, brother. Signed in crayon. Thank you, sir. <laughs> see you, boys. University of American Samoa, Elijah. Is that what we're thinking? Totally. Yeah. Brady Holtman's on the way with Hale Varsity. I worked hard for that degree. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.